Hello, I'm Jeff Gill, and welcome to Navigating Freedom in Federal Retirement. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by the thought of retirement? If you're a federal employee navigating the complexities of policies, benefits, and financial planning can seem daunting. Here at Navigating Freedom in Federal Retirement, we're all about breaking it down, simplifying the complex, and making retirement planning not only accessible, but truly exciting. Join me and a hand-picked panel of experts as we dive into the topics ranging from policy insights to lifestyle changes. Every episode is crafted to provide actionable advice, insights, and stories tailored for federal employees like you. Whether you're a decade away from the farewell party or just a few years shy of your retirement goals, we've got your back. So if you're looking to equip yourself for a brighter, more informed retirement, hit the subscribe button, share with your colleagues, and let's embark on this journey together. Welcome to Navigating Freedom in Federal Retirement, the beacon for federal employees navigating the complex waters of retirement planning. We recognize your unique challenges, deciphering intricate policies and optimizing your benefits. Your host is Jeff Gill, a seasoned financial wealth advisor committed to demystifying this journey for you. Our strength, a team of renowned specialists, policy experts, financial strategists, healthcare consultants, and more. Each episode aims to transform confusion into clarity, offering actionable insights and strategies. Federal employees, it's time to turn apprehension into action. The path to a confident retirement starts here. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show today. My guest today is Dr. Rita Bailey Rowland. Dr. Rowland is a certified public accountant, a certified professional life coach, and a licensed insurance broker. With over 30 years of experience, helping government employees understand their federal benefits and helping prepare them for their financial future. She is the founder and president of Affordable Benefit Solution. Rita is also the author of Understanding Your Federal Benefits for the New Retirement Climate and co-host of the webinar series, Financial Fed Friday, providing financial literacy and insights into government benefits, retirement planning, alternative investments, she conducts workshops for various government agencies and private organizations focusing on retirement income strategies, insurance planning, budgeting, estate planning, and aligning values with financial actions to help her clients reach their financial goals. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. Um, Rita, may I ask... Uh, can you share some of the key principles that uh, of your strategies that individuals approaching retirement should consider uh, regarding, uh, regardless of whether or not uh, they use professional services like yours? Well, I'm going to say this really quick. I'm going to try to do it very quick, Jeff, so it's not long. But one of the things that I do is like I've been doing this for a long time and I really got started helping people because my mother died when I was 11 and she was a postal worker. And so at a young age, I started to think about benefits and retirement and death. And then later on, my father got married again, and he married a federal government employee who was under the SERS retirement system. And my dad later came to work for the government. He was under FERS. And so as my dad was starting to retire, we began to look at it from this mountain point of view. At the top of the mountain, Jeff, was my dad retiring. 
And then we have to think about all the things that he would need coming down the mountain so that we could prepare for when he came down the mountain. But the first thing we had to think about, what was his dream? What was his goal? He had worked 42 years. What did retirement look like for him? What was important? And so we was able to take those dreams and those goals, come up with a strategy that would help him, and then apply tools to get there. Many people, Jeff, when they first think about retirement, they only think about a 401k, a stock account. They think about all of the tools but you got to go to the thing that matters most to most people is what is your dream? What is your goal? And then having the right strategy, which means what income sources do you have? When will you turn those resources on? Do you have tax-free income? How will that help you reduce your taxes? And well, what about RMDs and your legacy? So going down the mountain is taxes, is inflation, is healthcare, where will you live, your legacy. And so planning first has to look at those goals, those dreams, and then we come back to come up with the strategy to help us get there. So whether you have a plan or not, it's not just, I relate this to like getting married. You know, getting married is a four to six hour event, depending on how much you like to dance, right? But we spend years planning for a wedding, got a whole show, say yes to the dress. But we know the real wedding for people's married, the real work comes after you say I do, becoming one. That's just like retirement. It's a one day event that you walk out the door, I'm done. But retirement is could be 20, 30 years. What does that look like for you? And then how do you come up with the strategy to get there? Are you going to stay in the area? Are you going to move? These are the questions that you have to ask yourself. What about my Fagley insurance? Do I still need as much? Is term important? Is permanent? There's all of these things that are important for you to know. You got to look at that first. What do you want? And then come back and then come up with the plan to help you get there. First, you hit the nail right on the head. And I find a lot of clients... Um, sometimes you can never start too early, right? So (laughs) it's such a complex uh, process that uh, it really needs the attention. And um, people like yourself can, can start, you know, 10 years ahead of retirement and really make a huge impact and make this much less stressful. I think that's important. And I think many people go to lawyers to get help. They go to the fitness instructor to help them get fit. They go somewhere to help them lose weight. They go everywhere else for their life to get help. But when it comes to their finances, I don't know if it's shame, pride, or whatever it is, they tend to sometimes suffer in that area alone. That's very true. Rita, may I ask, what are some of the common uh, misconceptions or myths about retirement planning uh, and benefits that you've encountered How can um, the listeners avoid falling into these traps? I think one of the things is that many people think sometimes they'll need less income in retirement. And for many people, that may be true. But for some of the retirees today, Jeff, that's not necessarily the case because they are enjoying their life to the fullest. (laughs) They're traveling. They're not eating in. They're eating out. They're snowbirding. They got a um, a house in Florida or somewhere warm and a house in some place cold, and they really are enjoying yourself. So you may not be in much of a less income. You may still need just as much in retirement than you do working because if you still have a mortgage, if you still have car knows if you still have some bills, what changes for you? You no longer have to commute to work, pay that gas or parking, but you're still out all day. And you know, when we were growing up, our parents always said, turn off the lights, close the refrigerators. Nothing else is different in the refrigerator when you just looked an hour ago. Well, guess what? Retirees are doing the same thing. They're going upstairs with a light on. So bills are not changing. Life is really 
For many of them, it's more because I have a client right now, she has 13 vacations a year and half of them are abroad. So her vacation budget needs $1,100 a month. So it's not necessarily less, but it's what is your goal? Remember, it goes back to what do you want? The other thing is that many people sometimes want to retire and pay off their mortgage. Well, you still owe 150,000, 200 grand. Are you aware of what that tax impact would be? Not just in what you have to pay, but if you're 64, 65 near your Medicare, there's so many other things that could be impacted by you paying off your taxes early. So maybe look at what is the other strategy I could do, Rita. Had a client that said, I just want to pay off my mortgage. I gave him a strategy that he could put the money, the dividends will pay his mortgage for him. So he has that stress off of him, but he hasn't taken it to get 200 grand. You need about 300 grand just to pay off the mortgage for the taxes. And it puts you in another tax bracket. Everything changes with that mistake. So I think that's one of the issues. And then they always say you're going to pay less taxes. Well, that's also could be a myth. Taxes are going up. Taxes are on sale right now, right? We're in a lower tax bracket. Come 2026, taxes are going right back up. So will you really be paying less taxes? Working, you got one stream of income. When you retire, you could have three. You could have your pension could be anywhere between 30, 40%. If your SERS up to 80% in your, you add TSP or IRA, you may have social security. Are you really in a lower tax bracket or it's just now the streams of income are different. And so you have to plan for that. And then looking at your federal health insurance, thinking because you have Fed insurance, you don't need Medicare. Well, maybe you don't, but if you do need it, it could be a very healthy penalty penalty if you get it later. So there's so many misconceptions and talking to your coworkers, you know, maybe you're at the cooler and Bob is under the service system. Jane works for, she's on the first, but she started in 1999 and you started in 2015. All three of your systems, what you're paying into it is different. And so we can't all compare our stuff to someone else. So there's a lot of misconceptions about retirement about planning vaguely at all. And people can make some really big mistakes if they don't get the truth. Very perfectly explained. I mean, it is a complex process. It's not to be taken lightly, but it doesn't have to be scary either. So just work, find someone that you can enjoy working with and do the planning process. It can be enjoyable. I think the other thing, if I don't, if you don't mind me, the other thing too, is making sure you understand you've married. Part of my retirement planning came because my dad was retiring and we realized that his retirement between him and my stepmom, their retirement would change five times. So while they both working, it was one. When my dad retired first, the income changes again. Had my stepmother retired before, it would have changed again. The first one died, it changes again. And the last one, the the legacy. And many times when we people think of retirement, they think of what it is the day they walk out the door. Nobody is looking at the shifts in the chain and the RMD. So I think it's also important to look at how will your income change in retirement and what does that look like to you? Excellent. Rita, for someone who's just starting their retirement journey, what are the fundamental steps that they should take and get organized and get a, and set clear financial goals? I think the first thing they need to understand, what do they need to retire? So if you're under the old system, you know it's 30 years and age 55. And at this point, every service employee has mm-hmm. already earned 76.25% of their income because they're 
40 is in, but when can you retire? What is your comp date? Can you go at 55 and your MRA? What is your MRA? So really begin to look at your retirement system. Are you 60? Many people are working and don't really know when they can retire. And they think it's 62 or they think you're 67 because they haven't really had a chance. Also look at maybe um, your budget. So have a budget that we discussed a little, little early. That to me dictates our lives. Like we go out and just spend, but not having a budget, knowing what are my outflows, because that's going to help me determine my inflows. And when can I retire? Is this going to be enough for the pension? What is my supplement that's going to add to it? Will I have to take my social security at 62 when I really want to take it at 67 because I didn't have a plan? So how will taxes affect you for social security for TSP? Think about your vaguely life insurance. Maybe what you needed years ago was a half a million, but in retirement, you may not because when you realize having five times your salary at a hundred grand, a half a million will cost you $500 at 65, $900 at 70. So understanding all of these costs and the impact on your retirement. So planning, looking at it, going, getting an estimate, looking at your budget, looking at all of your streams of income and understanding where will the income come from? How will I use it effectively? How can I reduce taxes and everything that goes in it? But having a budget is the foundation to your success. Right. Well, Dr. Rita, how can, how uh, would you suggest the listeners assess whether they're financially on track for retirement? And, and what tools and resources uh, should they use? Well, we use a system what is called retirement analyzing. We help our clients. So we've been able to put all of their data in a system that can actually help them create um, the different financial plans. Like what if I retire at 62? What if I retire at 65? What if I take part income? So we're able to put it all together, but maybe you can just look at a calculator. TSP have one on their site where you can look at the site and say, if I retire here with this much money, how long will that money last? Or if I wanted to withdraw two grand a month, how long would it last? You can go on um, the OPM site and you can get, not the OPM, you want to go to social security. They have calculators and your payroll um, back office. I call it a back office, but Jeff for the government's probably called something else. Is their portal where you can go get a benefit estimate. So there's many different things, but I think one of the important things to understand is that a pool of money is just a pool of money. You have a million dollars. It doesn't mean anything if you don't understand how to use it for income, how to create guaranteed income strand streams that can take care of you and maybe even leave something to a legacy if you want to. So understanding it all and doing your own work. I think we want something, but we don't always want to do the work, Jeff. Like you know, me and my husband have to sit down. Like you can't have success financially if you don't put work in. Like we put work in for college, right? We put work in to get a degree. We put work in to be on social media, to be the best, but we don't want to put work in planning. And it takes time to look at everything. Maybe every other week you take an hour out your Saturday to look at your budget, to wear your number and just make sure that you're on track because without having a plan and without looking at that plan and adjusting it, it's hard to do. When you reach retirement, you find yourself stressed trying to put all of this together at one time right and and you're you're so so right as far as doing the work because i find that clients that take ownership in that in their own plan are the most likely to complete it and be successful absolutely um may i ask you are there any specific uh tax saving strategies um that retirees or 
pre-retirees should be aware of, and especially in light of the potential changes that we have coming with the tax laws? I would definitely say, you know, consider a Roth IRA. So if you're still working, um, you may want to think about moving some of those funds from the traditional side to the Roth. Note that just because you give every penny of your money to the Roth, the government will still match you. That's a misconception people also have. Jeff, that if I put all of my money in the Roth, will the government still match? They will match you. They will put it on the traditional side because the government is not giving us free, free money, right? You get some free money, but they got to get something out the deal called taxes. Maybe think about tax conversion, um, maybe even using specially designed life insurance. I have clients that are young and they may want it, they may can afford to do 17%, but maybe if you're only 35 or 40, you may not want to have all of your money in prison, as I say, until 59 and a half because you can't get access to it. So maybe looking at some other vehicles that you can use that will also not only give you income, but actually give it to you tax-free. Um, maybe look at other funds like energy funds and not have all of your money um, in the same pools. Maybe consider a QCD, which is a qualified charitable distribution where you can give to a charity. It's not a tax deduction, but it allows you to qualify as an RMD, and that is not counted as income. So if you can give away $30,000, $40,000 to the charity that you're going to give to anyway and not have to pay taxes on it, that changes the game. And maybe a QLAC, you know, using other vehicles for taxes. So there's so many things you can do that you can use to help reduce your taxes, but planning, understanding them, and what is the impact on you. Excellent. So, um, Rita, can you share some of the tips uh, to effectively manage the debt? And we see a, a lot of our clients having a lot of debt approaching retirement. How can they improve their financial situation? Cool, Jeff. So you you hit a, a sore spot, and I know you you're not going to have me on here all day. So I'm going to try to say this very quick. Okay, <laughs> but um, Jeff, in 2001, I had a house in D.C. It was a beautiful home. Third four levels. The third floor was my whole bedroom. I didn't have any children, wasn't married. So I said, don't put any wall, make it my whole. It was everything to me, but it was too much for me. I had a very expensive, my mortgage was over $4,000, had a car, credit was bad. And I wanted this life and I was willing to pay whatever it cost to have that life. And that life almost took me out stress-wise because I was trying to work to keep it. And so the first thing I would do was tell you, tell people to become Look at where you are and be willing to give up something. So I had to sell the house, doing a good time. Thank the Lord. The Lord gave me a dream one night to sell my house. I woke up Jeff and said, you know, that wasn't Jesus because I live across the street from Senator Gephardt. She Ramsey lived here, Gainer. Mm -mm, I'm not going to sell my house. The next night I had another dream. He told me to sell my house. It wouldn't be um, worth a million when I wanted it to. I would have a foreclosure. And that he would prepare for me. And that morning, that next day I woke up, I was very clear it was him speaking to me. And so I sold that house for 805000 but I owed the IRS over hundred grand. I owed Maryland over forty. I had a bad partner. I had to pay his $26,000 debt because that was in my name. By the time I finished, Jeff, I had $2,000 to my name. But what I had was freedom. 
And you see this shirt, you can see it's a logo shirt. I had tailor-made suits. I had to go back to cotton shirts that I can wash and wear. I left Starbucks, went back to 7-Eleven, went back to Maxwell House, good to the last drop. <laughs> and so <laughs> you think about it, you have to begin to look at your life and say, what are you willing to give up so you can fix it? And so maybe some of you have to move. Maybe you have to change your car. Maybe look at your debt. What are the interest rate? Try like only charging on float dates so that you know you have at least 45 days to pay. Maybe use the snowball effect where you can pay your debt down and then don't go back into debt. But I think the biggest issue is have yourself a budget because a budget will dictate what life looks like for you. Oh, my budget says all my allowance is only $200. So that means I can't spend four. I can't go charge something because you're not using your money. You're using somebody else's money at 29%, 23%. And is it worth it? And then we have different programs to help people get out of debt in a third to half the time, even paying off their mortgages. So soliciting help that also made a big deal for me because once I was able to pay things down, I was able to stay in a place because I had a program that kept me on track. So, and you know, don't have any shame about it. Many times too, Jeff, that when we get into a place, it's hard to come out because we're so busy thinking about what other people are thinking and how do they make you. Like, what does it matter to you what someone else think when you're already in it? Like, you got to change your mindset and be be okay to be free. And being free may mean you got to sacrifice what you think is what you want. But many times, it's not even really what we want. It's what we think we should have. Is what we're looking at our friends and our neighbor. And we put that lifestyle on us. And maybe that's not a lifestyle that we can afford. Very, very true. With health insurance, Rita, it's a critical a critical aspect for retirement planning. What are some of the key uh, considerations uh, for our listeners when selecting the right health insurance options for retirement? I think that one of the biggest things that you got to make sure that the health plan you pick aligns with your health care needs. Like, so maybe you have issues with high blood pressure or you have cancer, or you like to go to treatments that are natural and you don't want to just use a traditional doctor. You have to make sure that the health plan that you have aligns with that. Are your doctors that you really care about that understand your body? If you decide to change plans, are they on that new list? Um, do you travel? I have a friend who travels all the time. So she has to make sure that her health plan can handle out of state and out the country care for her in the event that she gets sick and hurt. Will it allow you to do um, screenings and get second opinion? All of this matters. Looking at the prescription, what prescriptions do you take? What does it cost with this plan? Is it a tier one, a tier two? Can you get generic? Can Or do you have to get brand? What is their premium increase rate? And do your due diligence because your health matters. And so don't leave it up because you're, again, your coworker has Kaiser or Blue Cross Blue Shield. It's all about your body, your family. So you have to find the right plan. And then if you move, will your plan be in that new state? Those right. are all the things I would think about. Yeah, the water cooler advice it really um, can derail some uh, some people or, or get them pointed in the wrong direction. They really need to sit down with an expert like yourself and outline what their goals are and, and what their activities are going to be. So like you said, you can tailor it to them. Yes. Um, also, something that's greatly overlooked is long-term care insurance. You know, it can be essential for for a couple or for anyone, actually, uh, as far as maintaining what I call uh, dignity, you know, and having control of your assets, having control of your care. 
uh, how can your listeners uh, assess a long-term care insurance that fits their retirement uh, goals? I think the first thing people have to understand that whether you feel good today, statistics says that 76% of Americans, Jeff, would need long-term care at some point. And for me, I think that is growing because we're living longer. And so you may live to your 95 or 100, but that doesn't mean you're not living without care. And I think the biggest issue with long-term care is that people may have seen or got a quote. And that quote, Jeff, is the Rolls Royce quote. And maybe you just need the Ford Focus one. So <laughs> maybe the one you right. looked at was $400 a month and it gives you all the bells and whistles. But I believe the best plan, Jeff, is the one that's enforced when you need it. And so I have one for my mother. I couldn't afford the Rolls Royce plan for her, but I got a plan for her and one for me that event that she gets sick and hurt and we have to take care of her. I'd rather have three, four grand coming in the house to pay the nurse than to have nothing. So understanding that it has to be a part of your plan. And if it's not a part of your plan, please let your children, let your loved ones, let the people who are going to take care of you know that you've made a decision to not get long-term care because you've made them their long-term care plan. My best friend mother was a retired government worker. She didn't want to get long-term care plan. She needed long-term. My best friend had to sacrifice her daughter's education and her retirement because she now has to pay for a nurse to come take care of mother and understand that a semi-private room today for nurse for long-term care is eight thousand dollars to stay at home it could be easily be three to four for care so if you have retirement money and you don't have care you now have to pull that money out at a larger sum paying taxes so that money could go down much faster than you want by not having a long-term care and plan and don't think your health care is going to cover it and Medicare is going to cover it. That's not the case. And maybe look at, for us, we have hybrid plans. I have a client I'm meeting tomorrow. She took a hundred grand of her TSP and we're moving it into a plan that will be long-term care. But if she doesn't need it, Jeff, it becomes a life insurance policy for her daughter. So it's the best of both worlds. If she needs it for care, it's there. But what she really want to do is be able to leave money to her daughter. So it gives her daughter peace. If mom lives and I got to take care of her, I have money. But if mom leaves, she doesn't need it. She's left me a tax-free benefit. So I think it's so many different things and you can look at what's best for you. It's not a cookie cutter. They're not all the same. And you can pick a plan that best suits you and your financial needs. Right, right. Access to it if you need it, but maintaining control. That's, that's key. Um, Rita, for our listeners, uh, who may not have access to your workshops that you give what are some of the resources and or self-help tools that they can use to improve their financial literacy uh, and retirement planning? I mean, one of the things I think first for government employees to look at what you have first, go to your HR department, go to your payroll portal, get your benefits estimates. So see everything that you have first. Oh, I have retirement. I have social security. I have those things. Understand that. Go to the Fed long-term care just so you can get an understanding of long-term care. I will say, my book is a great and simple, easy to read, <laughs> full of government benefit information, some wisdom, and a little fun. So I have a book that um, really breaks down everything about the government. And then a lot of other things. One of the chapters is um, Seven Habits of Ineffective TSP, talking about retirement planning. I have a bonus chapter. And so get books. Look at authors. One of my, two of my favorite authors about retirement and understanding taxes is Ed Slot. And he talks a lot about IRA planning. I love 
Robert Kiyosaki because he um, he speaks games, they have books. So go to the library, read, take your time. You know, I tell people this may sound a little crazy, um, but, you know, get a good book and take it in a restroom with you, you know. So when you're there for a few minutes, just have the book and every day you'll get a little bit in every day. It doesn't have to be, you know, so complicated. Taking the time, whether it's a magazine, is a podcast, or it's a YouTube channel, someone you like, and take the time to study, look at your own finances, and make it a priority for yourself. Taking ownership, right? Taking ownership. That's it. Uh, Rita, um, what actionable takeaways or insights can individuals uh, implement from the topics that you cover in your workshops, even if they can't attend in person? One of the things, too, you can also do, I do a broadcast every first and third Friday with my co-host, Darlene Jenkins, and it's called Financial Fun Friday. And we just kind of, for about 15 or 20 minutes, we just kind of pull back the curtains on your your benefits, retirement planning, estate planning, long-term care, vacation on a dime debt. And we go in depth for about 10 or 15 minutes, not long. That's one of the things you could do. And then begin to just understand what you have and then have a list of your goals. I think if you start there, that'll give you some peace of mind. Where, what do I want? And then once you know what you want, we talk about social security planning. We talk about long-term care planning. We talk about Fagley and the impact on your pension. We talk about the breakdown of TSP and Roth and conversion. And then look at taxes from a macro point of view and not a micro. And so when we think about it, you think about a news reporter, they come to the news to tell you what has already happened, maybe something that's planned. But the weather forecast, they look down to the future, say two weeks from now, it's a hurricane. You need to get your sand, make sure you have your water. So when you think of your taxes, you don't want somebody who's just going to key in the numbers and spit out a return and say, hey, Rita, you owe us a thousand or you give back a thousand. One Sam, Rita, you're going to have some tax problems coming. This is what you need to do. And I think a big issue that I didn't say earlier, Jeff, about taxes, that we were all sold this bill of goods, right? When we started to make more money, we went to our tax preparer. They told us two things we could do. We can buy a bigger home for a deduction or put more money into our qualified plan. And guess what? Both of them have left people in some really, you know, <laughs> troubling spot. One, right. the house costs you more. So if you got a bigger house, you got more mortgage, more tax more Pepco bill, your electric, what everything is more. So did you really save? And then we put our money into a vehicle. And it's like me telling Jeff, he's going to be my business partner, but he has to do all the work. He has to stay the sleepless nights. He has to do all the investment. And then 30 years, I'm going to come tell him how much I want. Jeff, would you do the business with me with that? Never. <laughs> never. He, said, he didn't never. say just no, he said never, but that's what we all did when we put our money into qualified plan. So really educating ourselves, looking at what are our other options and creating a plan that's best for you and make it an individual thing. Because remember the Bob's in the world, we got to look, there's so many things that are different about me and Jeff when it comes to retirement. So planning for it cannot be the same. Right. I just want to say how interesting it has been today to speak to Dr. Rita Bailey Rowland. And I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. And hopefully, you know, your listeners are leaving here with even if it's just one nugget that they didn't come with. It matters because planning matters. And you're at the end of the day, we want you to be able to have fun in retirement. Why? Because you work that hard for it and you deserve to enjoy it to the fullest, not worrying about where money is going to come from or stressing, but really 
be able to enjoy those last, however long you're going to live, it'd be nice to know that you put in the work and a plan so that it can be just the way you want it to be. And to me, that's everything when I help my client, that they have peace of mind going to bed, knowing that they have the right plan in place. They can enjoy retirement. That's what it's all about. Thank you. You've been listening to Navigating Freedom in Federal Retirement. We'll see you again next week for another episode. This concludes another episode of Navigating Freedom in Federal Retirement podcast. As federal employees, your retirement journey is unique, and we're here to guide you every step of the way. With host Jeff Gill and our lineup of experts, we aim to bring clarity to your path ahead. If you found value in today's conversation, please share it with a fellow federal employee. Remember to subscribe for continued insights. Until next time, here's to your informed and bright retirement future.